0: Welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student.
1: We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school.
0: My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment.
1: Welcome back. In today's episode we are joined by Molly Cunningham, a fellow BDS3 student from the University of Aberdeen. So the University of Aberdeen only offers a graduate entry course so that means that Molly already has completed a BSc Honours in Biomedical Sciences specialising in infectious diseases and then moved on to Aberdeen to start her dentistry career. So it's great to have you on today, Molly. Thanks for having me, Becky and Ryan. Very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining, Molly. Just to jump into the episode, is there anything in your opinion that sets Aberdeen Dental School apart from the rest?
2: Um, Yeah, so like Becky said, I guess it's a graduate entry only university course. So basically... Everyone in our year has already done a degree, which is quite nice in the sense of um, everyone's kind of in the same boat, sort of similar ages in that sense. And uh, the course is actually relatively small. There's around 20 to 22 people per year. So it's a um, small dental school, which um, also has its benefits because of that as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Are these factors that you took into consideration when you were choosing Aberdeen as opposed to, say, other universities... Uh,
2: definitely. I think the the fact that it's only four years instead of the generics are five mm-hmm. and the rest of the undergraduate courses was something that was um, very attractive um, for me. So I think that's also what helped my decision to pick Aberdeen um, and also being in Scotland is great as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that year does make a difference, especially if you've done a degree already. Mm-hmm. You're maybe that little bit older. When you're coming into dentistry. Yep, yeah, definitely.
2: And it's quite nice, I guess, that everyone kind of done sort of different sort of scientific degrees as well. So like I think when you're all sort of learning and um trying to get through some work that everyone sort of like contributes in like different ways. So you've got people that have done mm-hmm. um so maybe like hygiene already or things like that, it's quite it's quite handy to have as well.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: So
0: in terms of the course itself, could you give us a little rundown of what the years are like at Aberdeen?
2: Um, yes. So, BDS2, so that's obviously, that's you go into BDS2 first. That's sort of our sort of late introduction. So, you have actually patient contacts in the first year, which is also a reason why um, I picked Aberdeen. You kind of get straight into it which is lovely Um, you also get you also get a shadowing opportunity before so you can be buddied up with someone in the year above you get to see them on clinic before um, which is great and then bds3 you obviously get a, a bit more patient contact this is when you do sort of like dentures like endodontics sort of moving up and doing some crowns and then bds4 uh, five um, you could of leaning towards progressing these skills um, and sort of like oral cancer and things like that sort of like more oral medicine orientated
0: and in terms of the earlier years is it more kind of learning anatomy and things like that and bringing in the, the clinical side as well
2: yeah definitely so you've got anatomy so this is sort of the head and neck um, which is good fun um, and also like so you kind of do that at the beginning, and then once when you go on clinic, that everything sort of comes together. So it's mm-hmm. it's very nice, um, and as well like it's quite beneficial that like some people maybe have already done an anatomy degree as well. So um, everyone sort of like helps each other kind of get through <laughs> everything, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah.
0: So would you say it's kind of an integrated teaching style at Aberdeen then?
2: Um, yeah, so I would say that it's uh, so integrated. So sort of we had like lectures and clinical work. Um, I think as well, the um, Aberdeen has a mixture. I think in particularly after, um, well, like during COVID as such as well, we kind of like moved towards a more blended learning. So this is more like online sort of teaching um, and like problem solving based learning as well. So I think it's hard to just kind of, pinpoint exactly what Aberdeen's teaching style is like because we do sort of try a little bit of everything and um, which is mm-hmm. good because I think because it's such a small school and um, lecturers and people that are organizing exams and things sort of taking board what the students really have to say um, and what works which is something that's quite great because it's such a small school and um, everyone's voice is almost heard in that sense but yeah so I would say it's a very sort of mixed but majority is integrated and we might go back to going more integrated but again that's sort of hard to say
1: yeah it's good that they've managed to adapt during this time as well with um being able to pop like put things online and adapt that problem-based learning definitely Um, with regards to the later years is there opportunity to do outreach aberdeen
2: yes so outreach is final year I'm sure I think they sometimes went from fourth year to fifth year, but I think now it's final year. Um so you have opportunities to go to Elgin or Stornoway, um, which is quite fun. So you do that. I think it's over a period of six weeks, um, sometimes they break that up. So maybe you're there for like a couple of weeks at a time, come back or or so on, so on. But um yeah, that's the sort of thing that Aberdeen provide for us, which is great.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity, and what I've heard from people um, is that it kind of gives you that chance to practice in a kind of real-life setting. Not that the dental school isn't, but you're a bit more independent when you're on outreach, so it's a better kind of simulation of what you're going to go into, especially as you come to graduate and things. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: I think as well for Aberdeen Dental School, because I think it was built in – 2010 so the, almost like the purpose of it as well is to allow dentists to kind of go outreach more to like these sort of areas that are more rural that don't really have as much dental exposure experience which is also a great thing to be able to um, help and like do and like use our services and mm-hmm. skills and to provide care that are maybe a bit harder to get to for people um, which is great as well
1: Grand, so to sort of move on to well you've already mentioned it yourself but like the clinical facilities that we have at Aberdeen would you be able to tell us a little bit more about that
2: Yep. Yeah. so um as I mentioned so Aberdeen uh, the dental school is very it's, it's quite new so when you go in it's you've kind of got like the ho- so the hospital setting downstairs so you've got a um, restorative room paediatrics you've got an extraction clinic um radiology Um, IOC, and then on the other side you've got as well sort of many surgeries so that's for consultants and hygienists and things like that Um, so it's really nice, very modern facility as well, and when you go upstairs you have um, your teaching room, so that this is where we'd have lectures and things Um, and next year you've got a clinical skills room, which obviously you practice your (laughs) clinical skills (laughs) Um, and right next so you've got a lab so that's for our lab working like practicing things like that they also have a nhs lab attached to that which is quite great um so sort of like in-house so even practices in aberdeen can send work there and obviously we can use that facility for our patients that are downstairs so essentially what it's it's almost like you you're taught everything upstairs Mm -hmm. essentially and once when you're deemed fit for practice that this is through a course of like scott exams Um, you then would go downstairs and see the patients um, almost straight away which is really great um, that everything's very close together.
1: I think that's a great explanation of the facilities that are available. Um, Thank you so much. (laughs) And you mentioned there about Scots so could you tell us what they are as an exam type? So, Scots are exams for that
2: that you take in the clinical skills room. So it makes sure that you're almost fit to practice um before going downstairs and treating patients. So this can be something sort of so we in BDS two you do like your perio, uh, periodontal examinations and things. BDS three is we did. Um, sort of local anaesthetic scots. We did um, operatives, so um, fillings and things. But um, I won't go through all of the scots, <laughs> but essentially it's just to make sure that the clinician sees that you are capable of doing the skill that you need to do before going down stairs and doing them on patients. Mm-hmm.
0: Almost like a kind of safety measure to make sure that you're not letting kind yeah. of dangerous... Practice going mm-hmm. to the clinic exactly and on to patients, yep. so that's kind of one type of exam um, that is mm-hmm. taken in Aberdeen for the practical side of things. What other exams do you have throughout the year?
2: Um, so we have three major exams. So there, so one's called an SBA, so that's a single best answer. Um, we've got a CSP, so that's a clinical scenario paper. So that's more obviously clinical side. You get given scenarios and a series of questions that you answer So obviously a clinical um like a patient sort of scenario in that sense then you'll have an OSCE which is an objective structure clinical examination so that's more practical sense and it's in a series of um, stations so Aberdeen they used to have all these exams at the end of December and then sort of May time as well. So to have like sort of two main exam times. Mm -hmm. But I think we've changed that recently. I think also kind of due to COVID and just trying to change the way that we teach. Um, We have like more of an exam every sort of six weeks or months or so um, to kind of, they break up the SBA into like three parts and like the CSB into three sort of mini exams. Um, which is I think has been quite great, good in the sense of, and maybe if you don't do so good in one, you can like really pull it back up in the next exam. And it also kind of keeps you quite in tune of like staying up to date throughout when you're studying. And there's not like a, a crazy rush at the end of exams which i think a few of us are quite guilty of doing Mm -hmm. um so we're trying that right now but whether that stays or changes i mean again that's what i've kind of mentioned aberdeen they do take on board what students like and students want so um yeah i think we'll just need to see how how long that lasts and if it if it's good Mm -hmm. then we'll probably stick Mm -hmm. at it i guess
1: and they managed to adapt these to be online during the covid times didn't they
2: yeah they did yeah
1: yeah how did you find doing the exams at home
2: um personally I much prefer doing them at home I think you don't have the intensity of even going into the exam room and everything like that you're in the comfort of your own home and like you know what like you if you're learning all this stuff online like everyone's I think very used to just doing exams on their laptops now and it's just a I mean I personally find it um yeah uh a better thing mm-hmm. i think so
1: yeah mm-hmm. that's good that you you know you're positive about that um change so you mentioned the OSCIE's and how they were like mini stations mm-hmm. is that quite similar to what aberdeen does for like their interview process like the mmis
2: Yep. Yeah. so they have a uh, many multiple interviews or multiple mini mm-hmm. interviews. Um so yeah, that's essentially sort of similar. Um you go in, um, you get a question as such, and you've maybe got like seven minutes or something just to answer that. Um I can't actually remember at the top of my head how many stations there were, but um yeah, that's how Aberdeen essentially do their their interview process, mm-hmm. which is um good. I never did a panel one when I was um going for other dental schools, I think they all had to MMI's to be honest, but um, I quite liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's quite good to sense that if, again, if maybe one station didn't go as planned, maybe you said something a bit bonkers, mm-hmm. then you can almost quite redeem yourself the next station and maybe pretend that station didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, it kind of takes the stress out of it. I, but again, I can't really say that for certain because I actually haven't experienced a panel-face um, mm-hmm. interview, so...
0: In terms of the application process itself for Aberdeen, Molly, is it the same requirements there as as most other unis in terms of kind of applying through UCAS and setting the UCAT exam and things like that?
2: Yeah, so obviously graduate only, you require like a a scientific degree before, so there's a long list I'm sure you can find on the website of like what sort of courses they accept of being sort of like good enough or satisfactory for that level of entry Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah again it's essentially the exact same thing you've got your personal statement to do you've got UKCAT to set and yeah that's essentially it is it is the same as what you'd be applying as undergrads and but again you Mm -hmm. just have um, your degree under your belt already so
0: Yeah Mm -hmm. and in terms of your own degree Molly how have you found going into dentistry since do you think that your degree helped you out?
2: I would like to think so (laughs) no it has it has (laughs) um uh, in somewhat but I think even the transition from maybe comparing them both um because Edinburgh um it was a big it was a big year i think so i think i think everyone sort of individually went in and like just tried to study by themselves and like go in and try and do it that way whereas like dentistry is very i think a lot more group based and i think we all sort of help each other out, which is i think it's just such a better way to learn um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it definitely gave me a foundation or or like in that sense of like general science um which has been mm-hmm. helpful, but yeah, I I, c- I couldn't really compare them directly. I don't think. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you think that kind of being that little bit older has prepared you, maybe in terms of like a confidence or maturity type of way for dentistry?
2: Yeah, I'm a mature, I'm a mature woman now. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not as silly anymore. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I definitely. Um, I think it's it's it is an intense course. Um, you know, you have to be switched on all the time. You've got you're working with other people. Um, in the general public that are trusting you, so I think there's a level of, um, yeah, I guess maturity and being somewhat wiser. I think Mm -hmm. when you're doing dentistry, then sort of maybe other degrees, like maybe my previous degree didn't really require that as such Mm -hmm. um, because it's a profession, you know, you need to be on your game all the time. So, yeah, I'm very grateful that I am actually a mature student going into this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it does have its pros.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Moving away from the dental school, what is Aberdeen like as a city?
2: Um. Yeah. So Aberdeen. So it's coastal. So the city's right next to the beach, which is lovely. I think everyone is a big fan of Aberdeen Beach. We're obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and yeah, it has like a lot of things going for it. I mean, you can take drives just outside it, and there's like really beautiful things. I mean, like the Cairngorms is kind of essentially right in your doorstep. Um, and it's a good city. It has sort of the main union street and off it you have Belmont that has like more of the bars and restaurants sort of thing. Um it's funny though because I find Aberdeen quite small as a city for me because I think obviously I'm from Glasgow. Um whereas I think others from a year they're like wow like Aberdeen's so big. So for me it feels a lot smaller, which is I guess nice in a sense. Um but yeah I do I do it's a good city you know it's not as gray as everyone thinks it is and it's quite nice in the sun (laughs) but i will be honest the winter time is very dark so but that also you kind of uh, the summer compensates for that because we do get um, quite a nice bright light summer throughout so Mm
1: -hmm. i won't beat it up too much Aberdeen's quite nice at winter with the christmas markets (laughs) and stuff here's me trying to sell it (laughs) I know. No depth. Sorry, yeah, it's not yeah.
2: Um but the the winter's can be just because I guess it's further up north. Um but no definitely it has its perks. I'll be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with regards to where it is in comparison to the city centre, the dental school I mean, like how far from the city centre is it?
2: Oh, so it's it's quite near actually. So maybe so it's in Forrester Hill campus, which is probably one of like the biggest medical campuses in europe actually i mean it's huge but the dental school itself is just sort of it's inside there but it's on the outskirts Mm um and maybe i would say with my walking speed i would probably maybe say it's like 15 minute walk into time 10 15 um that -hmm. could be different for others
0: yeah so it's very central
2: yeah Yeah, very central um which is great yeah
0: yeah and i'd also maybe fact check uh the biggest health <laughs> campus in europe <laughs> maybe a not? bit generous <laughs> i don't know i'm not I sure oh,
2: you I'm could sh- be right Wally. i'm sure it is guys maybe fact check me on that <laughs> i'm really trying to sell aberdeen for everyone
0: <laughs> in terms of the cost of living um with accommodation and things like that how does aberdeen compare er- to elsewhere would you say
2: um so I would say it's probably cheaper. I mean, certainly from my experience um of being in Edinburgh and I think Glasgow as well, is a it's a little bit cheaper, which is quite good. Um, depending where you're staying, of course, and like what you're staying in. <laughs> but mm. um yeah, I would say it's it's not offensive. <laughs> and yeah. I think like general like living there as a student is it's a good place to be for a student, I think, um, mm-hmm. in terms of cost of living, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah,
0: from from what I know, um, Aberdeen was once very, very expensive, mm-hmm. um, but then the oil kind of took a drop and yeah. down mm-hmm. came the rents as well, which is a benefit for us students, but maybe not the landlords.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. and um with regards to well going on from that so like cost of living and things have you managed to maintain a part-time job if you've needed to alongside the course yeah so
2: i had i last year i did um worked and like events and things but i think because of covid and everything that kind of took a halt um so yeah hoping to pick that back up um when things ease up more but yeah I mean a lot of my friends as well they do have part-time jobs you know that you kind of make it work in that sense um but obviously you need to sort of prioritize your course um and kind of everyone kind of does their best to do that I would say I think it is possible Mm yeah
1: yeah and like you were saying earlier um people have got degrees that they can utilise whilst they're at uni exactly. as well. And which I think a lot of yeah. people do do. Yeah,
2: like lab work, um, hygiene as well, if you're a hygienist. They, you know, like there's all these um, sort of things people do as so. well.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of bringing us towards the end of the episode. Um, we just wanted to ask you what you feel the best thing has been um, for attending Aberdeen over your short but sweet time. Oh, um, I couldn't possibly pick one, but I think
2: um, oh, it's the people. <laughs> no, but in in all seriousness, I think it's just Aberdeen. Um, like the dental school in itself, like it is small, but I think that has a lot of benefits. Um, and everyone kind of knows everyone, um, and we all we're all just getting through it together. So it's it's a good atmosphere to be immersed in. So I would mm-hmm. probably
1: say that. How heartwarming. I know. Yeah. Honestly, such an emotional end. Just talking about us, Ryan, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm flat. Guys,
2: I was trying to be subtle, but it's okay. <laughs> no,
0: I I completely agree with you Molly actually because you know you're spending the best part of four and if a pandemic comes along 5 years yeah. at dental school. Um, so you want to surround yourself with good people, don't you?
2: Definitely. So
0: you're very lucky. Just lastly, Molly, have you any advice for those that are aspiring to apply to dentistry?
2: Um, Yeah, do your research. um, Check out the dental schools, like how they teach um, the city you're living in because I think if you do that, then it makes picking the dental schools a lot easier. Um, And yeah, just... Don't over don't overthink the interviews as well. I think that's something that people get quite stressed about when really it's never as bad as you think. Um but yeah, I would just say just to do your research and make sure you're picking the university that's um best suited to you as a person, I think, as
1: well. I think that's some really good advice. Um how would you how would you advise doing that? Like how would you make sure that it is the right university for you?
2: definitely jump on dental appointments a uh, podcast <laughs> you get your information there this is <laughs> <laughs> this is an ad and um, no yeah obviously like i mean like, on, honestly like the podcast itself like you guys have um a lot of different universities there so it's easy access for information go on um the old google chrome search up um the universities as well. And it's simply you can email and inquire about these things as well. I wouldn't feel too shy to email the dental schools itself and like ask any questions that you do have. Um, I think that's good. And it also shows interest as well, yes.
0: So I think that does bring the episode to a close. And thanks for giving all your advice and your infinite knowledge about Aberdeen, Molly. It's been great to hear.
2: Not at all. You can take or leave my advice, Um, (laughs) but that's up to to the listeners.
0: And thanks again for joining us, Molly.
2: No worries. Thank you for having me, Becky and Ryan.
0: We are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry.
1: And you can follow us on Instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us.
0: Until our next episode.
1: Bye. Bye.